Hello. On behalf of the Independent Research Forum, welcome to this IRF podcast. I'm David Osman, and with me today is Jeffrey Christian of the CPM Group. Our subject for this podcast, the outlook for commodity prices in 2023. The Independent Research Forum promotes a broad range of high-quality independent research providers from around the world, both macro and micro. Some are stock-specific, some are sector-specific, some country-specific, many global, and all are investment-related. In a world of disrupted global supply chains, high energy costs, spiking inflation, and slower economic growth, Russia is continuing its bloody war in Ukraine, China is easing its zero-COVID restrictions, and the G7 economies are still tightening their monetary policy stances. Where does this leave the outlook for commodity prices in 2023? To answer this question and more, I'm very pleased that we are again joined today by Jeffrey Christian, who is the founder and managing partner of the CPM Group. Jeffrey Christian has been a prominent analyst and advisor on the commodity markets since the 1970s, with work spanning precious metals, energy markets, base metals, the agricultural markets, and economic analysis. Jeffrey has advised many of the world's largest corporations and institutional investors on managing their exposures to the commodity markets. In addition, Jeffrey has provided advisory services to the International Monetary Fund, the United Nations, the World Bank, and numerous governments. Founded in 1986, the CPM Group is an independent commodities research, consulting, asset management, and investment banking firm that provides comprehensive research, analysis, and advisory services. Jeff, welcome back. Let's begin with a brief introduction to the CPM Group and the services that you provide to your various clients. Thank you, David. CPM Group, as you said, has been around since 1986, so you know, 32 years or so. We produce commodities research, and we are an independent group owned by the analysts that work here. We uh, are known, I guess, partly for our work on precious metals, gold, silver, platinum group metals. We produce what are considered the most accurate estimates of supply and demand in the precious metals markets, highly secretive markets. You can get mine production data, but when it comes to secondary recovery from scrap or fabrication demand or investment demand or even you know central bank demand for gold, Uh, These are much more secretive areas. And in the 1970s, my predecessors running our research operation developed a capacity to come up with what are considered accurate and unbiased statistics on precious metals. We do the same thing with metals like high purity manganese, which is used in lithium ion batteries, molybdenum, vanadium, tantalum, uh, specialty metals where you don't have a lot of basic data available. And then we do analysis, econometric work, and we come up with supply, demand, and price projections going out at least 10 years. Uh, Some of our metals like high purity manganese and platinum group metals, we're taking out to 2050 right now. And we will run different scenarios and talk about what are the macroeconomic and political factors that are affecting the entire commodity market and specific commodities. 
as well as the microeconomic analysis of the, each individual market. And we do that across commodities. We're well known for precious metals and manganese and molybdenum and tantalum, but we actually work across all commodities. And we do a lot of work, for example, with institutional investors or high net worth individuals, where we'll start by saying, you know, these are the normative rationales for having commodities in your investment portfolio. This is a SWOT analysis. What are the strengths and weaknesses of adding commodities and different kinds of commodities to your investment portfolio? What does it do for your wealth? And then after we've gone through that, that basic primer of the rationale for investing in commodities, we come up with the research, the price expectations, strategies, tactics, instruments for buying price exposure to various commodities. And we do that for institutional investors, mining companies, processors, fabricators, governments, whoever has a large exposure to precious metals or other commodities. So starting with precious metals, the gold price has failed to establish itself back above the 2000 level against the US dollar this year. Currently, it is around 1,800 US dollars. What does your analysis indicate will happen to the gold price in 2023? Well, first, just looking at 2022, through the 6th of December, Uh, The gold price has averaged $1,804. That is a record average price. It it surpasses last year's record annual average price, and it's far above everything else. So it's, it's a strange paradox in the gold market right now in that you're looking at record annual average prices. And some gold investors keep saying, why are gold prices so low? And why haven't gold prices risen this year? given all of the economic and political problems going on, why have they actually fallen? And that all factors into 2023. You know, and the reality is that gold prices rose in 2019, 2020, and stayed strong in 2021 into early 2022. And they are coming off from extremely high levels, but they're staying at what are really record high levels. Now, for next year, we're looking at a gold price, the most probable range of 1680 to 1880. Averages may be off from the record average price this year. We have to wait and see. You know, prices could drop a little bit below that, maybe to 1650, maybe to 1620, but we don't see a significant decline in gold prices below anything like that. And then prices could move higher than 1880 depending on any number of possible political or economic developments that could cause investors to become more concerned than they are this year about the state of the world. Do you expect the silver price to outperform the gold price next year? No, we really don't. Uh, We think that silver prices may hold up a little bit better than gold, but I think that at where we are as a world... (laughs) in terms of the economics and politics, I think that the investment demand for gold will continue to be stronger than the investment demand for silver. And so I think that our view is that gold prices will outperform silver in 2023 and even going forward. Uh, You know, if you take a longer term view, we're looking for record gold prices within the next three or four years again. 
And with silver, we're looking for an increase in silver prices, but not to record levels, close to record levels, but not back to those record levels. I think that right now the focus, the primary price driver is investment demand and investors are much more keen about buying gold than they are silver. So I think that gold will outperform silver. How do you see the platinum group of metals performing in 2023? Well, there's you know, the big headwind for platinum group metals has been weak auto production and auto sales. Uh, and with electric vehicles eating into market share. And electric vehicles may be approaching 8 to 10% of the number of vehicles being manufactured and, and sold this year, and that's growing. And that's a, that's a reduction in the amount of platinum group metals that are needed in the auto industry, and the auto industry is the largest user of platinum, palladium, and rhodium. Now, within the auto industry, we are seeing a shift away from palladium back toward platinum because of a price differential and some technological and engineering changes that have been made over the last several years. So we're looking at stronger platinum prices, possibly, you know, they're testing uh, to see if they can stay above $1,000 an ounce now. And we think that they will probably, uh, they, they have the possibility of dropping back. But we do think that in the longer term, platinum prices build a new base around $1,000 and move higher in 2023 and beyond. And we then expect weaker palladium prices because palladium prices have already risen very sharply and very high. And I think the shift away from palladium back to platinum will continue to take away some of the upward pressure on palladium prices and put it back on platinum. Turning to the energy sector, where do you see the prices of crude oil and natural gas a year from now? You know, we're looking at a range of maybe 62 to $95 for oil, crude oil, in 2023. And that's really true for both West Texas Intermediate and for Brent. The premium of Brent over WTI has come down in the last year or so. By the end of next year, uh, wouldn't be surprised to see the price around 80 to $85. That's slightly higher than it is today, but it's about where it is uh, that we came down. You know, And if you look at crude oil, the price started rising really in the third quarter and fourth quarter of 2020. And the bulk of the price increase occurred before Russia invaded Ukraine. Russia's invasion of Ukraine and all of the sanctions and stuff that followed added to the upward pressure. But the price has now come back to basically where it was in October and November of 2020. And we think that that's pretty close to a market clearing price. Natural gas prices have, have bounced around. We think that they will continue to show some upward bias. I don't really have a price outlook that I've ready to, to say in the public uh, for natural gas. But, you know, natural gas, we do expect that the prices will tend toward the upside uh, rising in 2023. And turning to metals now, how do you see the outlook for base metals in 2023? I think it's going to be mixed. You know, our expectation is that aluminum will be f- relatively flat around $2,000 per metric ton. We actually expect the copper price to decline some to trade, you know, between say 7,000 and maybe 7,500 per metric ton. 
you know, there's a lot of bullishness about copper on a long-term basis, and it's been reflected in stronger short-term prices. But we think that over the course of 2023, you'll see weaker economic activity possibly sliding toward a recession in the United States and Europe and maybe the UK and Japan as well. And that will put downward pressure on copper in 2023, like on a cyclical basis, and that there is probably going to be some realization that the long-term copper prospects related to the energy transition won't necessarily have a major upward pressure on copper prices uh, next year. Looking at the others, you know, we think lead will be stronger next year. We think that nickel and zinc will be modestly lower. Turning to soft commodities, which agricultural commodities look most interesting on a one-year view? In the grains, I mean, corn and soybeans have done very well for the last couple of years, and there have been spikes higher. And frankly, we expect corn and soybeans to remain strong. We think soybeans may outperform corn a little bit, uh, but we think that the fundamentals of supply and demand for those two foodstuffs uh, will remain strong. Wheat may recover some. You know, the price rose very sharply when Russia invaded Ukraine because of the role of both Russia and Ukraine in the global wheat markets. The price has come off some, probably too much. So we are looking for some recovery in wheat prices over the course of 2023. I'm uncertain on beef because beef prices have been very high and they've been very consistent in rising sharply in a very unvolatile fashion. And I'm just not quite sure why that's been that way and why the beef prices have not come back down. And I'm just, I I have a great deal of uncertainty about the sustainability of beef prices. And then pork, probably we, we expect strengthening some more. In the tropicals, we're interested in coffee and cocoa. When you think about the money that's going into be invested in commodities, Do you see a significant increase in the flow of money into the commodity sector in 2023? Yeah, we do expect uh, to see that. I mean, we've seen growing interest in commodities on the part of institutional investors and family offices for several years now. And there's a realization that it makes sense to have commodities exposure in a diversified portfolio. And especially when it comes to gold, adding gold and even silver to your portfolio can really enhance the risk reward profile of your wealth over time. And, you know, we're seeing more and more institutional investors ranging from the largest sovereign wealth funds and pension funds in the world to family offices and high net worth individuals hiring us to do that, that basic training, like, you know, should we be investing in commodities? What are what are the benefits of having a portion of your portfolio in commodity? Which commodities? What are rational expectations? Let's not talk about marketing hype like the commodity super cycle or you know the destruction of the dollar. Let's talk about a rational, realistic, fact-based, research-based uh, expectation for commodity prices. And, you know, we're seeing that interest continue to grow. And I think that as the world continues to evolve, you will see more and more investors 
turning to commodities again and saying, you know, these are basic materials used by humankind. They're tangible. They're not like ETFs. They're not like stocks. They're not like bonds. And, and I think that that interest will continue to grow. Jeff, thank you for this very informative insight into the service that is provided by the CPM Group. If we had more time, it would be interesting to discuss your views on the longer term outlook for commodity prices over the next five to 10 years. The Independent Research Forum is offering a short trial to the CPM Group service and can provide details of how to subscribe to the full service. More information is available from the Independent Research Forum on request. Many thanks for listening to this IRF podcast with Jeffrey Christian, the founder and managing partner of the CPM Group. Music